Changes abound in the Pac-12. Will Arizona survive? And if they can, will they come out even better? We're about to discuss. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. Happy Tuesday to everybody there. With uh, again, I'm John Shoot with with John Schuster. I am Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to this show. We're going to talk a lot about conference uh, expansion. What's going on next? But and you know what? We're going to be talking a lot about this all week. So get used to it. But first, Shoe, UCLA, USC, the longstanding pillars of the Pac-12 have announced that they will be joining the Big Ten in 2024. What were your initial thoughts when you heard that? What in the crap is going on? I think those, I think that was generally my initial thoughts. Uh, and I had heard about it earlier in the day, as a lot of before it broke, as a lot of people do that uh, did that this that there was going to be a seismic announcement taking place, and uh, sure enough, it did. And I think that is the breaking point, the tipping point, if you will. Uh, the part where we go over the cliff uh, in regards to whatever it is, college athletics and uh, college football, perhaps as a separate entity from the rest of college athletics, uh, is ultimately going to be. There's n- there's no going back from this. I'm not sure what that means generally. And to be honest, at this stage, I'm not sure anybody else really knows what that means either. I don't know what the Pac-12 knows uh, I don't know what they think at this state, what it means for the Pac-12, what it means for the Big 12, the ACC, or the two juggernauts in the making in the SEC and the Big 10. I feel like we're not anywhere near done, but I, but I believe that SC and UCLA leaving a conference uh, that they more or less created, uh, that they were the foundation for, uh, and going off in another direction that has no geographic interpretation or connection to them whatsoever makes this different than Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12 uh, for another conference that at least it's relatively easy for them to get to. Uh, so so it, it's difficult to – there's no other way you can justify this and make up whatever – secondary excuse there is and nobody's really even trying this is a money grab by usc and ucla and i think it's a uh, move toward uh supremacy by the big 10 trying to keep pace with the sec and now those two conferences are way ahead of the game and it's up to other leagues including the pac-12 to figure out how to function there was an interesting uh, uh note here to show you the uh show you the impact that this has this is going to have on the conference ucla and usc and john wilner reported this that uh, the next TV deal for the Pac-12 was generally thought to be probably going to be worth around $500 million, something like that. Guess what that is now projected to be without gonna, USC and UCLA? Uh, not, not having read the reports, apologies to Mr. Wilner, I'm going to throw out three twenty-five. $300 million. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so you're losing 40% of your revenue, essentially, by losing these two schools. Now, well, that, that's also a, let's be fair. That's also a projected number right now, uh, and, and 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 there are a lot of dynamics uh, that can change. So the Pac-12 wasn't 
it was projected they'd be worth about a half billion dollars. Now it's projected that they're worth 40% less than that. Without getting into the semantics of that, I think there's reason for a lot of that to change. And maybe in- How as, so? As, How so? Go as ahead. this podcast uh, adjusts, we can discuss some of the changing landscape here. You know, it, there, there's zero question. I, I don't want to- the semantics of this and the point that you're ultimately making here is that UCLA and USC are instrumentally important to what the Pac-12 is. Nobody can argue that. Nobody can deny that. The Pac-10, uh, Pac, well, now it is the Pac-10. Right, it is the Pac-10. <laughs> the Pac-10. Freudian slip. It is. The Pac-10 2.0 can't explain that away as being a good thing. It's clearly not a good thing. Uh, so projections aside, however, I think there's a lot of change in the landscape technologically that took, could take place between now and a new TV deal. And if I was the Pac-12 or the Big 12 or the ACC or some amalgam therein, uh, I would seriously consider reaching out to some of the streaming services and say, maybe we can cut a deal with you as opposed to going to a traditional TV model. A lot of people are cutting the court anyway. And there are discussions out there that ESPN and Fox may not be interested in negotiating with the Pac-12 and the, and the Big 12 anyway. And if that's the case, going to a traditional television model uh, might be difficult for those platforms as it is. So maybe you're looking at some other options that are willing to pay to try to get a little bit more of a footprint in there. And perhaps some, some, something like a Hulu or a Paramount might be some, or a Peacock might be something to consider. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. That's a good idea right there. I didn't even really thought of that. What also I think this is, what worries me if you're Arizona, though, is getting left behind right here. And I've, I've really come to, and we'll talk about this a little bit tomorrow, I've really come to agree with your, deci or your decision. Well, we, you and I were talking about it as I was walking to Breakmasters in the Rain yesterday or last week. <laughs> that sounds about, like a country song, when I was walking to Breakmasters in the Rain. By the way, there's a guy that is running for, I kid you not, the guy who is running for hmm. Congress in my neighborhood. Uh -huh. name is Blake Masters. Yep. I kid and, you not. And every time we see that political sign in this in this area, we think, wow, what a great ad for the brake company. It really is. I mean, it goes without saying, but I'll tell you Pump what. The brakes, Blake. Yeah, brake, brakes. Brakes. Don't get too excited there, Blake. All right. What I want to talk about now is what the next step is for Arizona, what the next step is for the conference. But first, we have a new sponsor here that we're very proud about, John Schuster. Sweet. LinkedIn. Whoa. LinkedIn. Yeah. Getting big here. I know. I, I, I it took me, it took what, me. Are you, and I, are you and I applying for jobs? Uh, well, I get, well, maybe that's their way of saying you guys better find something right here. So LinkedIn. All right. So I'm going to read, I'm going to come mm -hmm. off the read right here, okay. but here, here's the deal. So uh, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Uh, you do such a great job of always having the reads ready. Right. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn jobs help you find the people you want to interview faster. So you know what? If you want to hire somebody, LinkedIn is where you really want to go. You can uh, LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to find faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million people seekers view LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. All right. We'll be right back with you. 
Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. You made, you made a point that I think is very good. And uh, the G, Anthony Jamino on another uh, uh, platform made the same point that he thinks that basically we're heading towards a college football system or just a college athletic system where there's going to be about 50 or 60 teams and everybody else. Well, that's tough. Um, and if that's the case, is there any chance that Arizona isn't ever one of those 50 or 60 teams? Well, they should be. Uh, I think I think you can favorably argue, even with the football problems that Arizona has had, uh, that the Arizona athletic department is a top 50 athletic department. Yeah. They're clearly valuable from a men's basketball standpoint. Women's basketball has become very good the last couple of years. Softball is a known brand. Baseball is very good as well. So Arizona has some cachet that they can go in with the conversation. And furthermore, the $30,000 that they spent two decades ago on the block A that a lot of us made fun of has actually, I think, paid dividends. I think that's a great point. Folks nationally recognize what that is, and they know it's the University of Arizona. Uh, so as simple as something like that is, I, Arizona is a known brand, so Arizona has enough value uh, to be tossed into favorably in the conversation. I think the question for Arizona is how to navigate this. Um, because if they stay with a, an effort by the PAC 12 to survive alone or an effort by the big 12 to survive alone, uh, and they go to one of those conferences and we discover that the big 10 and the sec ultimately branch off and do their own thing. Uh, and, and, and let's not pretend there, there, there are some articles out there talking in terms of the now, uh, where it's a where, where the you know the big ten the big ten and the uh, SEC might be sixteen team leagues, but they're going to expand more than that. I right. firmly believe that they're going to go to twenty and ultimately twenty so somewhere in that twenty four neighborhood, which is why I think Anthony probably came up with a fifty ish number, and you and I have discussed a number roughly about forty eight. Mm -hmm. um, so and, and, and it's twenty four in the Big Ten and twenty four in the SEC. They're going to in essence try to try to uh, capitalize on that dominance for uh, television con contractual purposes and all but separate themselves from the NCAA, NCAA when it comes from foot uh, to football and and create what amounts to being a premier league of college football and everybody else is sort of relegated to second tier. Right. That's the concern Arizona has to deal with. Um, and so the decision, I think, in front of Arizona is – uh, how to move forward and whether to try to make themselves available because they think the Big Ten is going to survive, uh, which it is. Uh, and that's and those are the odds, whereas they aren't certain right now what the future of the Big 12, the Pac-12, or an amalgam uh, super conference uh, competitive outlet ultimately is in that regard. And I think those are the difficult decisions uh, that people in the Arizona administration are going to have to make. And that's the thing. Tucson's, uh, or, or rather Arizona's kind of an interesting element here. They're good enough to be a top 48 athletic program. I think they are a top 48 athletic yeah, program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their football team is a disaster, but Fish is moving things in the right direction. If they can be competitive in that regard, it's good. Their basketball program certainly plays, and now they've got enough non-revenue slash Olympic sports out there to where they're, they're pretty well-rounded. They're more well-rounded than ASU is, but the thing is ASU has the Phoenix television market, and a lot of people love that idea. That's why Colorado is attractive. 
more attractive than Arizona, even though it doesn't have as good an athletic program because Colorado is a Denver TV market. Um, you know, it's why they're still talking about Cal and Stanford because they've got the Bay Area market. I'm not sure California's going to have an athletic department in five years. Uh, I don't think – there's there's been a lot of rumors that Cal, Cal and Stanford won't have athletic departments in the next five years. I believe Stanford will. I don't think – I think there's a much better chance that Cal will not. And they just scrap – they just scrap athletics? Yeah. Okay, wow. They've never been athletically supportive as it is. That administration has worked and, – and the dynamic up with universities as a whole and – for better or for worse, and in my opinion, a lot of it is worse, uh, when it comes to supporting athletics, the Berkeley administration has been among the worst in the country, yeah. among major uh, univer uh, major power universities trying to gain a foothold. And I know that's been frustrating for coaches uh, who have worked up there. So I think if one of those is going to make the move, and and, and perhaps bo both of them ultimately do, because you know you could argue Stanford's moving in that direction too. But Cal is ahead of the curve in that regard. And I think it's more likely and a fairly high percentage that that could happen at Cal. And Stanford is going to try, I think, in the early stages to still figure out how to be viable athletically. And I still think they're an athletic department that has shown that they can make that happen. I think the one thing too that's going to really change the uh, landscape here is um, the revenue sharing aspect here and what this means going forward. That means something for Arizona. I'll tell you, we're going to talk about that on the other side. But if you wanted to bet on where all of this ends up, why not go to Bet Online Sportsbook? You know, back in the back in the day, a lot of people thought at Bet Online AG, back which what it was, they thought it meant Anthony Gimino. Wanted to clear all that up, so they went with the Bet Online Sportsbook. They've got the best stuff going right there. You've got futures, you've got in-game betting, you've got uh, lines, everything. It's easy to navigate. Check out the Bet Online Sportsbook. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, a big part of uh, what's being reported as to why the LA schools, why they left, was because of the revenue sharing aspect of the conference, which essentially means this. I'll give you an example. Basically, everything has to be distributed evenly amongst the 12 teams when it comes to TV rights, when it comes to contracts, all of that. And UCLA and USC are saying, all right, well, let's just say that they're worth 40% of the conference or something like that. But they're still at both getting... They're getting a 12th. They're getting they're, a 12th of right, the conference. Right. So if you're... Technically one-sixth because they're two out of six, but I know what you mean. They're one out of 12, two out of six. Yeah. Or, or, so they're not getting their worth. They're, they're worth more than the other schools. They aren't getting it. They're, they're sharing it all around, and SC and UCLA got pissed. And, here's, and so if you're UCLA or you're USC, you're asking yourself, why are we getting the same that Oregon State and Washington State are getting? Basically, is what they're saying. Yeah. Here Now, here's the big question going forward. The two most profitable remaining athletic programs in the conference, and as Oregon by a mile right now, I mean, that makes sense. It's Nike. It's, you know, they're really good in both sports. And Washington, those are the two most. But with the TV contract coming up here, a lot of people think that both of these schools are going to essentially say, if you want us to stick around, there's no more revenue sharing. We want a bigger piece of the pie. That worries me if I'm the Pac-12 because I can't, I can't really do that. I can't. I don't know that I can sustain on that. And it feels like a move where Oregon and Washington are basically going to try to squeeze as much money out of the conference as they can before heading off to the Big Ten. Anyway, right. 
Did, do you kind of get that vibe as well? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what they're doing. Oregon and Washington would believe at this stage that they are now in a position of power and uh, that they can utilize that to, to try to get to the table and have a better hand and see if they can make a little bit more money as a result of that. There have been reports, take them for what, they, what, what they're worth. Again, there's a lot that's known and a lot of uncertainty out there that the Big Ten at the moment isn't particularly interested in Oregon and Washington. That surprised I, me. Yeah, I think that's a bluff. I, I think I, I think the inevitability there is that, uh, you know, when they say at the moment, that means, OK, we're not going to take them uh, in the next swath. But, you know, whatever the, the immediate we're not going to take them next week, right. <laughs> but, right. you know, maybe six months, a year, two years from now, then they'll just join uh, USC and UCLA anyway. So, uh, you know, I have a they're obviously valuable schools. Uh, and it seems laughable to me that neither of the major conferences would want them. They make more sense in the Big Ten than they do in the SEC, although at this stage, clearly ge geography means zilch. Right. Uh, so, but I, I think Oregon and Washington are definitely in a position of power, and they're understandably going to try to play that position of power. And it'll be interesting to see what the Pac-10, uh, Pac-12 slash man. Man, am I reverting back to 80s well, and 90s shoe? Um, when and, you start, and saying, pack, when start saying pack eight, I'm going to really yes. give you credit. Yes, we may not be that far off. Um, you know, but 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 there are obviously a lot of moving parts, and we're in this weird window where the shock factor is still there. I'm like, yeah. what the crap happened over the weekend? Right now, after the long holiday weekend, it's time to sit down and and figure out what direction it is you're ultimately going to do and what your game plan is to try to counter what's out there. And we're in interesting times from the top of both uh, uh, conferences in trouble right now, too. Uh, the Pac-12 commissioner has been on the job for a year. The Big 12 commissioner doesn't start until August 1st. Right. So they're, they're going in trying to figure out what's going on with a lot of other folks trying to make some points. I guess what I would suggest, as far as this is concerned, is that nothing's off the table. And right. as crazy a suggestion, and I have a couple uh, that are out there, at least have them in the room and talk about them. And right. I don't know what's viable and what ultimately isn't and uh, how it plays out and how it works and how you try to convince the teams there, uh, the schools there to stay with you. But there are probably some options out there that uh, might be viable, uh, might be attractive. And if they are, maybe things can still work out here but it's obviously it's obvious that the big 10 and the sec have punched and punched hard and they have intent on going for a two conference knockout to try to dominate at least college football and possibly college athletics as we know i, I think a big miscalculation by kliakoff one of his first things he they was asked about uh, when he took over he was asked about conference expansion and he said no we feel very good we're not going to expand we're going to stay here you know, and that's that to me shows a lack of understanding of the lay of the land right there, because you look at the SEC, they're certainly looking to expand when it's ad advantageous for them. You look at the Big Ten, they're obviously looking to expand. It just I think it it almost boxes yourself into a corner needlessly. Yeah. And, well, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, and and also you're at a point where now you're going to have to change your tune. Right. Uh, so, you know, you said that at the time you thought that maybe that in an odd way, if you look um, and, and and you'll have to help me here because I'm drawing a blank on whether Larry Scott was the commissioner at the time. We all agree that Larry Scott was a disaster. OK, we we get that. But was it Scott who went after Texas and Oklahoma? Right. Correct. Yes. 
And if he did, you you know, in a weird way, he was actually kind of ahead of the curve at a time where it just ultimately didn't work out. And then the Pac-12 is now in a position where it's having a hard time to recover. And they're on their heels, and the referees count into about six or seven right now. So they'd better get up and better get some clear heads and, you know, try to make this work out. Let's talk on the next episode about what a move to the Big 12 would mean for Arizona. For John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to Locked on Wildcats.